This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. thank Robbie who's a silver level amplifier that means that Robbie is giving at least five dollars a month to the amps program that stands for advertise market promote and support so when you give money to the amps program you're helping to amplify sorry not amplify it advertise market promote and support free talk live and we thank you so much for that if you would like to learn more we thank you robbie so much for that and if you'd like to learn more you can go to amps.freetalklive.com that's amps.freetalklive.com and with you tonight on free talk live it's me bonnie riley and nikki and it looks like we have dave ridley from new hampshire from ridleyreport.com on the air with us ridley what's on your mind ridley well, while I was um, getting ready to go into the uh, state house, or at least I was standing outside you know, holding a sign for the uh, for the independence bill, uh, some people started walking past me, and I I pulled up my camera and said, "Are you guys state reps?" You know, I was going to ask them questions about whether they support our right to vote on independence, mm-hmm. uh, and they said, uh, "No, we're not state reps. We're survivors of the USS Liberty." Yeah. Uh, oh, so I've heard about that's this. Not something- that's not something that walks past you every day. Right? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. not really. It was crazy. This famous, this one of the most famous U.S. ships in history, attacked by the government of Israel for what? How long did the attack last? An hour? Two hours? I'm not sure, but um, they were without help for a long time. Like 13 time. hours. Oh, yeah. And there's a 40-foot by 40-foot torpedo hole in their ship. Yep. Well, I didn't know yeah. that. That's insane. I, I didn't know that until and, I heard this, these guys speaking. And the well, U.S. That's... government did not investigate it or try to cover it up or whatever, and it's really sad. And the government told these people, like, you're not going to talk about this to anyone. Like, shut up. So they they went in and, and testified on the, what, what they, they There's a bill by, by State Rep. Jason Gerhardt, uh, a free, uh, well, I don't know if he's a free center. He's definitely a Liberty rep who's moved here, um, you know, within the last 10 years. And so he sponsored the bill to create a state investigation of the USS Liberty attack. Does that make sense? Yes. He's there. They want to ask the government of New Hampshire to just start to investigate. I, I really, maybe the state of New Hampshire is going to ask the federal government to investigate. Is that it? I don't think so. I think this is a state investigation. I don't. Okay. I don't think. I don't think Jason's into getting the federal government to do investigations. Yeah, probably not. I think he just wants New Hampshire to try and find a way to investigate this whole experience hmm. of, the, of of the survivors and the whole ship disaster. Okay. When I was in college, I went to through this course called Hometown Foreign Policy, and it was you know run by kind of a secession leaning guy a little bit, or who's sort of an autonomy. Guy that like the idea of local governments doing the governing in the United States instead of the big government, the big uh, federal government. Uh, and this is sort of a, I haven't seen very many examples of that working very well, but this is a nice example of at least trying. Uh, so something else that happened uh, while I was there, as I was, uh, as I was uh, toward the end of my stay there, because I stayed at the building until, a, you know, between, I was there like between. I don't know, I guess 12.15 p.m. and 3.15 p.m. roughly, or maybe 3 p.m. And around 3 p.m., you know, after everybody was gone, th- there was uh, a, a building, or a, 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 a vehicle pulled up with a billboard on its side, one of those changing billboards, like an electronic billboard. And it was, 
it was there to support the guys in the Liberty, hmm. uh, the USS Liberty, and it was showing all these pictures of uh, of misdeeds uh, by the Israeli government. Oh wow! Where where was it? So this is just right in front of the state house, and the guys at the wow. Liberty, I guess they were still there too, and they went out and hung out with the, the guys at the at the truck, and uh, so that was just another thing that happened That's that really most cool. people probably weren't aware of. Yeah, I did not see that. I kind of like as soon as the second secession bill was over, I just kind of left, and I also got there too late to go to the sine wave. Really, I had to go set up my camera, and um, I did listen to those people's testimony though and it was oh my god just so heartbreaking that their own government you know it's like i hate to say it like that like but the government these people pledge to serve truly because they're the government or they're the The, military military, they got told by them like uh, we don't care that you were attacked wrongfully by the israeli government don't talk about it um, we don't care that all your friends just died in front of you. We don't care that you didn't get help for hours. Um, don't talk about it. Like, that's so crazy. Like, imagine, I don't know, just imagine being in a car accident and the police come over and they're like, it didn't happen. It's like, obviously not yeah. your fault. You know, yeah. just, that's like a way smaller scale. And this occurred during the Vietnam era. So, you know, the United States is already focusing on another war. So I, I'm wondering if this is an attempt to keep the the focus on Vietnam and not something else. Hmm. Well, what was your take? I, I understand that someone from the American Legion was there and and gave some pretty disturbing testimony against yeah. the USS Liberty guys. What was, was your take on that? I haven't heard. It wasn't quite against them as much as apparently in this bill, the American Legion was named and he just went up there very rude and gross. And he was like, I just wanted to say the American Legion does not want to be a part of this, and if their if our if our name isn't removed, we will take legal uh, consequences. And then he was like giggling, like he was being such a freak. I like Why? zoomed in on him. Do we know what, what is the language in the bill where they're mentioned? Right, I, I didn't get that. So that's yeah, all I, I he wasn't said. aware of that. And um, yeah, it was just like kind of gross. Like imagine this guy's going up there talking about like yeah, all my friends are dead on the deck next to me. I'm waiting for the ship to just sink because there's 40 by 40 foot hole yeah. inside, and they wanted us to uh, drive all the way. To, I mean, sail all the way to Malta to get help instead of just like helping them. Like, oh my god, it just sounded so terrible. The Israeli uh, person who finally showed up to help them flicked him off. What? Yeah, it was crazy. It was like, and imagine just going up there and like giggling and being like, blah, 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 my, my company. Blah. Like, oh, that's nice. But uh, anyways, screw you guys. Yeah, yeah it's just awful. a whole silly, uh, you know, finger poking thing at the various branches of the military or whatever. And I don't even know what the American Legion really is. I don't do that. Um, it's like a, it's like a veteran nonprofit type uh, of, type of thing. Okay. I, I figured it was it's like a club. A club. Yeah, 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 it's like a club. Yeah. It's a club, and you, they're not in it. Yeah. You wear a hat, and then you go there and drink beer, I'm pretty sure. It's yeah. just one of those. Apparently doing exactly what you were told to be doing by the military, and then getting attacked by the the people you're supposed to be on the side of makes you unable to ever join the American Legion. The American Legion. Yeah. I, it's not like they did a war crime. The, the Israeli government did. So in addition to making threats, is it true that the um, American Legion guy uh, refused to accept questions? I think so, yes, from what I remember. Okay. All right. Um, well, uh, anyway, this is one of the, yet another thing, you know, this is, hack, is, is interesting as this USS Liberty bill is, as much as I wanted to talk about it, it's still hacking at the branches, right? Mm, like, yeah. so we're going to solve this one problem that's 50-some-odd years old. Uh, it won't solve any of the other problems. It won't even solve that one. Kind of, um, it's kind of, what's the word, like, symbolic, too. Like, it's just kind yeah, of doing a symbolic, a symbolic gesture. gesture. It's a right. nice gesture. And I, I was, yeah, it was nice good. to, like, support those guys in a way. Like, just, like, sit there and film them. I'm, I might yeah. make a video with it, but I don't know if I will. But, um, I, you know, it, it was nice to, like... To let those people have their first time ever being able to... It's just like, this is what they were happy about. This is what those um, people, the survivors, were really happy about. They were happy that they were able to, for the first time ever since 1976 when this happened, 
speak to a governmental body about what happened to them and ask for like something. So that was kind of nice to support like and everything, but it was also like I exactly what Ridley is saying. It's like, I don't feel like this is going to lead to any resolution, anything that's really, really substantial and good for anyone. Well, it's, it's, it's not bad. I right, mean, it's not. I appreciate what's going on. It's just that this is yet one of the many thousands of issues that would be dealt with if we could just get out of this, uh, out of this dystopian union. Of course. But, you know, it's, it's hard to get out of, this, uh, out of a dystopian, dystopian union when people are so focused on maintaining the Pledge of Allegiance or a flag or things like that. Well, that's the, that's the beauty of an independence <laughs> drive. You don't have to leave the union to get some of these other things done. Just, yeah. just the fact that you have a movement pushing to leave the union makes them scared to do all kinds of things. Mm. I mean, our movement's not big enough to do that to them yet, but the Texas movement is. And over time, we will become big enough, likely, to, to, to hopefully ha- have them take their foot off the gas a little bit, as one of our people put it. Yeah. I'm just hopeful for a break from the federal government because, you know, I don't know about our listeners. I don't know about the American people listening to us out there, but I'm so tired of these presidential elections and and the stumping around and the running around these politicians. I don't care. I don't care about these people. Why do I have to sit around listening to these people who want to rule over me tell me oh we're gonna do the greatest thing for america no you're not you don't care you just want power and i'm so sick of it i don't i don't know what to do i don't know if i really want to vote this election cycle because i'm sick of the choices that i have i mean yeah that's pretty valid so what do you have to say about that ridley nothing to add all right Thank you so much for your call. Um, that I just feel a little conflicted about that hearing. It was like, it was very interesting. It's very sad. We even have a caller, not on the line, but um, a, a woman caller. That hasn't called in a while, at least on the day that I've been on. I think she only listens on the weekends. And um, she told us that her only brother died on the USS Liberty. And they, really? like, they didn't give her any... They didn't give them very much information. You know, oh, of her, course not. Yeah. brother wasn't there to explain it to him. And then she learns all this crap later in different documentaries or whatever. It's, it's just horrifying. So yeah, that is it is really sad um, because there's already as a family member, there's already such a lack of closure there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then to find out like some gruesome details about it, like through like a third party source, like a documentary. I mean, that's yeah, it's really it has sad. to be tough. It's, yeah. it's going to make it really tough. I wonder if it's true what uh, Libertariat in the chat is saying. He's saying that basically one of the people on the USS Liberty was an NSA employee and he, he was spying on Israel during the middle of the, you know, I think it was the Six Day War that oh, they were in. Yep. And I'm not saying that means they deserve to get bombed. I'm just saying you think maybe that's why maybe that could be why. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's still He is in the military. Experience. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's still very tragic for people to die. Sure. Um, For, you know, any government. And it's also just like, okay, well, they were also supposed to be the allies. So isn't that still bad? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on, I want to get back into a little bit more of the speech um, that Javier Malay gave because we didn't really get into the really, like, Dang, I can't believe he said that to the WEF type of stuff. And we read in the first hour an article that explained what he was doing there. Javier Malay is speaking at the World Economic Forum today. Javier Malay is the president of Argentina. He won as an open um, anarcho-capitalist, which is just crazy. So a free market supporting libertarian. Yeah, it's very rare that that happens in the world. And... He won uh, the presidency there is that he started off by saying that the West is in danger because people have slowly moved more towards socialism, which consequently leads to poverty. And he said some people are doing it because they're right thinking, helpful people who desire to help others. And some people are motivated to push the West towards socialism 
out of a desire to belong to a privileged caste. And that's what government um, parasites are. They sit at the top, do less work, and get paid anyway by the people who are forced to get to pay them by their dumb lackey goon cops that will kill them if they don't give their money to the parasite class and, by extension, the cops. So, he goes on, he says, um, We are here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world, but on the contrary, they are their cause. Believe me, there is no one better than us Argentinians to testify to these two issues. When we adopted the model of freedom back in the ni- or, sorry, 1860s, in 35 years, we became the first world power. Well, when we embraced collectivism over the last 100 years, we saw how our citizens began to become poorer. And that definitely happened, systematically, until falling to number 140 in the world. But before we can give this discussion, it will be important that first we see the data that supports why not only is free enterprise capitalism not only a possible system to end poverty in the world, but it is the only system morally desirable to achieve it. If we consider the history of economic progress, we can see how from year zero to approximately the year 1800, the world's GDP per capita practically remained constant throughout the reference period. If one looks at a graph of the evolution of economic growth throughout the history of humanity, one would be looking at a graph that's shaped like a hockey stick, an exponential function which remained constant for 90% of the time and skyrocketed exponentially starting in the 19th century. He's saying things have only gotten better. Mm-hmm. The only exception to this history of stagnation occurred at the end of the 15th century when the discovery of with the discovery of america but apart from this exception throughout the entire period between the year zero and 1800 gdp per, per capita at a global level remained stagnant oh i guess i was misunderstanding him so he was saying that once america came about it got better But now, not only did capitalism generate an explosion of wealth from the moment it was adopted as an economic system, but if one analyzes the data, what is observed is that growth is coming, accelerating throughout the entire period. During the entire period between year 0 and 1800, the growth rate remained stable at around 0.02% annually. That is practically no growth. (laughs) Starting in the 19th century with the Industrial Revolution, the growth rate increased to 0.66%. At that rate, to double the GDP per capita, it would need to grow for 107 years. Now, if we look at the period between 1900 and 1950, the growth rate accelerates to 1.66, a whole extra point, annually. We no longer need 107 years to double GDP per capita, but 66. And if we take the period between 1950 and 2000, we see that the growth rate was 2.1% annually, which would mean that only in 33 years could the, the world's GDP per capita double. This trend, far from stopping, remains alive even today. If we take the period, so now we're saying it's only getting better. Okay, sorry, I misunderstood the beginning. Because I knew that he got to this point where he starts talking about yeah. that we live in the freest time, or I mean the most prosperous time We ever. really do live in the most prosperous time. I mean, we all have computers in our pockets. Yep. We can order food delivered yeah. to our house through apps. That's true. And, you know, we live in a very prosperous age, and this wouldn't have happened if socialism or top-down yeah. economic policies happen because of government governments can't think of these things right entrepreneurs do it is nice to not have to like boil bath water oh, and sure. like you know what i mean like yeah. it's not electricity is cool like all of the modern uh, amenities are pretty nice oh definitely it's nice to have internet to be able to communicate around the world with everybody so i'm going to skip all the part where he is talking about um Like the numbers, because... Yeah, he gets pretty technical in there. He does. It says, the conclusion is obvious. Far from being the cause of our problems, free enterprise capitalism as an economic system is the only tool we have to end hunger, poverty, and homelessness throughout the world, the planet. The empirical evidence is unquestionable. Therefore, as there is no doubt that free market capitalism is superior in productive terms, the leftist... The leftists have attacked capitalism for its questions of morality, for being, according to them, its detractors say that it is unfair. 
They say that capitalism is bad because it is individualistic and that collectivism is good because it is altruistic and consequently they fight for social justice. But this concept, which in the first word has become fashionable in the last decade, in my country has been a constant in political discourse for more than 80 years. The problem is that social justice is not only not fair, but it also does not contribute to the general well-being, which is what people who believe in that stuff really believe that it's supposed to do. Like, oh, we always give the, the, like everybody the same opportunity yeah, and, in life, blah, blah, blah. Well, and it doesn't work out that way. justice has become a political weapon to use against people who are non-compliant to their ideology. Right, definitely. He says, quite the contrary, it is an inherently unjust idea because it is violent, because it is unfair... And the state is financed through taxes, and taxes are collected coercively. Or can any of us choose to not pay taxes? Which means that the state is financed through coercion, and that the greater the tax burden, the greater the coercion, the less freedom those who promote social justice start from the idea that the entire economy is a cake that can be distributed differently, but that cake is not given. It is wealth that is generated in what... Kersner calls a discovery process. If you produce a good quality product at an attractive price, you will do well and produce more. So the market is a process of discovery in which the capitalist finds the right direction on the fly. But if the state punishes the capitalist for being successful and blocks him in this process of discovery, it destroys his incentives. And the consequence of this is that he will produce less and the cake will be smaller, generating harm to the group as a whole. Dang. In the society, so harm to the group as a whole, the society, collectivism, by inhibiting these discovery processes and making the appropriation of what is discovered difficult, ties the entrepreneur's hands and makes it impossible for him to produce better goods and offer better services at a better price. How can it be then that from the academy, international organizations, politics, in economic theory, an economic system is demonized that has not only taken from the most extreme poverty to 90% of the world's population, that might be a little bit of a mistranslation, and it does so more and more rapidly, but it's also fair and morally superior. I, I think he's trying to say not only taken from the most extreme poverty to, I, I don't know what that part meant, but he's saying that it's only helped people become less poverty-stricken and more well, when you allow well people to grow their own businesses or start a business or do whatever they want with their time and resources, people are going to prosper. You can't, we can't force top-down prosperity. It's got to come from the bottom up. He and says, when people are inspired to build and grow, they're going to grow. He says, thanks to free market capitalism today, the world is at its best. There has never been in the entire history of humanity a moment of greater prosperity than the one we live in today. 603-283-6160. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. We're talking about Javier Malay and his speech at the World Economic Forum. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Republican presidential candidates are now turning their attention to New Hampshire as that state's first in the nation primary elections are on the way. Nikki Haley spoke to reporters despite a disappointing finish in the Iowa caucuses. She's surging in the polls ahead of the vote in New Hampshire. We've been here for 11 months. We've done over 75 town halls. We have been in Red Arrow Donner before and so we're going to continue to talk to people. The Granite State's planning to hold two Republican primary debates but Haley 
Haley says she does not plan to participate in either of them unless former President Trump does. Trump has not participated in any GOP presidential debates so far. Entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, who ended his campaign this week, is saying Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley should do the same thing. A third-party candidate running for president... Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is hoping to secure a spot on ballots all across the country. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com, and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Riley, and Nikki. And I'm not going to read the entire rest of this thing. I'm going to try to post it. I don't really know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to post it on social and also, well, I'll definitely share the original article with you guys. Oh, I know what I can do. I can take the actual video and share it on social media at least on free talk lives twitter which is just at free talk live as far as this like english nine page thing i have i will try to find a way to share it um if somebody like emails me at, or ian at ian at free talk live.com and really wants it i will send it to them because i have it all here like it's been a pretty good translation so far all that i read so far i feel like there's like one error that i couldn't really understand what the sentence trying to say but we've been talking in the last couple segments about Javier Malay's speech at the World Economic Forum Davos convention they have um, in Switzerland, I think it is. Yeah, it's in Switzerland. And um, they're a bunch of bad, bad people, mostly. Well, well we, think we're, we think they're bad because they want to control our lives. But, you know, others might think they're so good. Yeah, they're bad they're people so because good, they want to um, take everything, own everything, and we just rent it from them. Yeah. Does anybody really think those people are good? Because I think even <laughs> like the leftists who like kind of do believe in that style of policy yeah. are still extremely critical of them because of the blatant hypocrisy. You guys all fly here in private jets. Yeah. Right. You're not even flying like, you know, 
business class or coat. You know what I mean? So how can you care about the poor when you're flying around in private jets? Well, it's uh-huh. about the well. Well, typically, I mean, a lot of what they talk about is about climate. like the climate. Yeah, like the climate. So I mean, that's yeah. just like blatant hypocrisy. Yeah, I heard. You know what I mean? Like you should be walking there. Greta Thunberg claims that she like takes. Yeah, like a, like a, trains for like three days yeah. to get places, and I don't know if I believe her. I actually well, do believe her because really? she would seem like the type of person to do that. She is an environmental environmental activist. However, I do think that she believes so fully in this whole idea, but she she's having a falling out with the the other climate people because they're practicing hypocrisy while she's trying to take this environmentalist fear or hysteria or whatever you want to call it this environmentalist uh story as seriously as you can because Mm -hmm. she believes in it and she wants to save the environment well she probably calls them out right i don't really follow any of this but i'm assuming if she's really like as you know principled as she she claims she is that she would you know she she does call them out but the thing is like she's like you you govern people you're not doing enough and it's like Maybe yeah. she just needs it's to like, like no, figure out them doing more is actually worse. Yeah, yeah. You, these yeah. people who are being total hypocrites, you really trust them to just suddenly start caring about yeah your cause or you? Well, we have other stuff to talk about tonight. This is from the AP, and I thought thought it was pretty funny actually. It says, "No joke, feds are banning humorous electronic messages on highways." I've I've <gasps> seen the story. No, I love the. Really? That's like the best part about like the Department of Transportation is their little like funny things. Yeah. No, I actually really if enjoy I had to those. the best part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like you guys are complete trash, but every once in a while I'm driving on the highway and I see a little funny thing. I can't even think of an, an example now, but they'll do them for the holidays or whatever. Yep. Just a cute little clever thing. And, and normally I hate stuff like that, but for some reason it just makes me chuckle and it's like, oh, you guys did something. You know, to make me happy for once. Well, the feds want to destroy that. It oh, says, "Poor, poor science." It says it's no joke. Humorous and quirky messages on electronic signs will soon disappear from highways and freeways across the country. The U.S. Federal Highway Administration has given states two years to implement all the changes outlined in its new 1,100-page manual. Holy moly! Released last month, including rules that spell out how signs and other traffic control devices are regulated. Administration officials said overhead electronic signs with obscure meanings reference to pop culture or those intended to be funny will be banned in 2026 because they can be misunderstood or distracting to drivers. I feel like that's just never happened. You know what's distracting to drivers is when a cop pulls somebody over for no reason (laughs) and they're they're blinding everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully you don't have epilepsy because there's freaking strobe lights on the side of the road. I mean, you know how many times I... I get like sometimes flustered by headlights being too bright or like the LED headlights or sure. yeah, if yeah. people like flash their high beams at me. Like, I mean, even that's bad enough. Never mind. You have these bright flash and they're bright blue, too. Yeah. Blue. You know what I mean? It's not blue only is that red. giving people like anxiety, but it's also completely blinding and super dangerous. And the other night, I can't remember if you were in the car, Riley, but um, we went to Nikki's house and we brought Riley with us. Yep. And... It was either when we picked you up and we're on our way to Nikki's house or after we dropped you off. I think it was on our way back. Oh, you were there because there was this cop on the side of the road that had pulled someone over and I was just lucky I was able to go around him. He was all in the, my lane. Like it's, I was lucky I saw him in time and I didn't just like, like was looking behind me talking to someone in the back seat or something. Well, not really lucky. Like I just don't do that, but it's just. He wasn't even tried to be pulled off to the shoulder. And he was just like, you'll go around me while he had somebody pulled over. You know, like that's so stupid. And so much more just like not just distracting, but incredibly dangerous. And then if I did that, I'd get a ticket. Right. Exactly. But, you know, the the shiny badge wearing people get extra exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. How did. Yeah. We always come back to how we hate cops. Oh, yeah. Well, it's hard not to. I mean, they're so hateable. They're so, um, you know, parasites. Yeah. Goons. Yep. 
Death bonds, tyrants. I mean, they're all, I feel like they're all parasites, like all of the, you know, government people and the bureaucrats, but I feel like cops, since they're just like outwardly like attacking the entire population all the time, I feel like that's why it's like, wow, I can really get behind hating you even more. Here's the thing. Just because you're constantly, like they're, their entire job is to harass people and to like kill people and their dogs. It's like, I have said before that as far as like Ian getting thrown in a cage for no reason, I feel more annoyed by the average person who just is uh, apathetic about it than I feel about even the prosecution. Because like the prosecution, they have huge incentives. They're like pretty rich compared to the average person for the job that they have. They have an organization backing them that has... Unlimited money, it seems. And the other thing, but I mean, but on the other hand, the cops, you live in the same house as me. You're, you're, you're absolutely immoral and disgusting to other human beings and, and doing the bidding of these people who you'll just be like, okay, I'm just doing my job, just doing whatever somebody tells me for what to send your kids to public school in the same neighborhood that we all live in? Like, you're a freaking loser. Seriously, I just can't stand that. Like, I mean, it's not even like I'm trying to say, like, they'd be cooler if they had more money. It's just that, like, you are a disgusting person who would sell yourself out for almost nothing. Like, you're yeah. just a dog. You're it's, you're the government's dog and slave. And you're an idiot. Right. And and the, the police profession, I mean, sure, in a free society, there there would be police, but they'd be focused on actual crimes instead of just pulling people over for broken taillights or whatever. And the profession itself is a good profession. However, when it's run by a parasitic institution like a government or whatever, and it has a monopoly on protection services, it has no incentive to improve. It has no incentive to be better. And they have every incentive to, if the government's like, take that person out. They're yes. just like, yep, yep. yes, ma'am. Yes, yes sir, yes, Just following orders. Yep, just exactly. Just orders, gotta follow the law. Like the other day, I went to go visit Ian, and I got in super late, all because of the stupid person who was letting me in, aka the cop. Yeah. He tried 40 keys right in front what? of me, over and over again. Just tried but all 40 so keys. They're so dumb. Yeah, honestly, I don't want to say that, like, prison guards, or what are they called? The correctional officers. I don't want to say that correctional officers are worse than regular cops because I guess, well, maybe, maybe it's about even, Yeah, uh, but they are so dumb and annoying. That w- you know what I mean? You, like they visited people in jail too. So, you know yeah, so what I've, I'm talking about. And, and I will say, well, I don't know. I only have a couple experiences, but I remember like they used to, when my ex-boyfriend was in jail, like maybe, I don't know, this was a while ago. I was like 18 or something. So it was a long time ago. But um, those people were the worst. Like, I feel like the county, like the state ones versus the federal ones, I feel like the county jails are way worse. Like, mm. they're just, I don't know, they're just losers. And they're Seriously. just looking for reasons to not let you in. Exactly. Yeah. Because they have all that power and they're like, oh, I don't like the pair of, the pair of pants you're wearing. Yep. So I can make it so you can't come in and see your loved one. It's like, are you serious? Like, this person is in jail. And their highlight of their day is seeing me. Yes. And I'm also, I've done nothing wrong. I'm convicted of no crime and I miss this person and I want to go visit with them. And you're going to, you know, take issue with the fact that I'm not wearing the right color pants. Yeah. It's just just like, like, imagine how powerless and lame and stupid they are in their real life. That's the thing. Like, how much of a loser do you have to be that you harass people for no reason just because you can? It just goes to show that when people get a little power, it goes to their minds and they think they can exercise all this power and all this magical authority over people. When in reality, they're just people with titles. and So many teachers in my life were the same way and they're they're government too like, yeah absolutely we public school yeah i mean public school teachers can be absolutely awful and i do believe some of them some of them are good like i do know some public school teachers who like really try and are really like kind and nice but there are some who are just it's like listen if you hate children this much yeah seriously. you should get a different job yeah you really should because some of them like seriously it just seems like 
They hate children and they're just like victimized by these 30 plus kids that are in their class and oh, they're so naughty and oh, my life is so hard and I don't get paid enough money. And it's like this huge sob story that you always hear from public school teachers. And it's like, get a different job. If you hate your life this much and if you're like, you know, traumatizing all of these kids and if you know what I mean, like there were so many teachers that I felt like personally hated the students and would just do things just out of spite and it's like listen lady we're just kids like we're literally just being kids it's just it's, it's just imagine like what kind of a person you'd have to be to want to like make a small child or even like a teenager feel bad about themselves yeah, yeah. like tell them they're stupid a bad person yep you'd have to be a bad person with a terrible life who hates themselves yeah but anyways we just kind of went off about government employees there And how power goes to their heads. But in this story, we're talking about how the U.S. Federal Highway Administration, they gave states two years to stop being funny on the highway. So when you're driving down the road and you see a sign that says, like, it's Christmas Day, right? And it says, look out for Santa's reindeer. Don't get in a car accident. Just something stupid like that. (laughs) Honestly... Like, Nikki likes them. Uh, usually, they make me mad. Normally, and I, like I said, normally I hate stuff like that. Like, I hate all of, like, the... I don't know. I, I'm not, like, a big, like, joke person, I guess, mm-hmm. in that style. But for some reason, I don't know when I see them... Because you, you feel like it shouldn't be there, right? right You're like, oh, this shouldn't it. be allowed, right? So it kind of just gives me a little giggle. Yeah. Um, just, and now they're actually taking sense. it away. I just find it sad that... No humor is allowed while people are driving down the highway. It's like, why? Why is the government... It's like, are they going to soon say that if you make a joke while you're in the passenger seat, it's a, it's a right? crime? It's the yeah. same exact thing. How could it be distracting to a driver? I have no idea. Like, the other day, me and my sister went and picked up my brother from the airport, and we're, when we were driving him here, we were laughing so hard, like... <laughs> I was like gonna die because he's like, "What well, you were enjoying your life?" And I, I didn't crash the car. <laughs> yeah, it's not allowed. You can't enjoy your you life. You can't enjoy your life, Bonnie. The government says no. It's just it just shows what kind of people these people are. Yeah, they just government, yeah. the government, government has no sense members. of humor. They have no sense of life. They have no sense of freedom. They just want to yep. make everybody homogenous and all the same. Yep. You will right. be miserable and you will like it. Yep. Yeah. It says, administration officials said, overhead electronic signs with obscure meanings, references to pop culture, those intended to be funny will be banned in 2026 because they can be misunderstood or distracting to drivers. The agency, which is part of the U.S. Department of Transportation, said, signs should be simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear, and only be used for important information such as warning drivers of crashes ahead, adverse weather conditions, and traffic delays. Seatbelt reminders and warnings about the dangers of speeding or driving impaired are also allowed. Among those that will be disappearing are such messages as use ya blinka in Massachusetts. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That but pretty we're not going to be able to read it if they don't <laughs> yeah, spell they don't it like spell that. Like I'm that. not going to understand if you use an ER <laughs> instead of an AH. Oh my God. It says visiting in-laws slow down. Get there late <laughs> from Ohio. <laughs> See, like, that's pretty funny. That's pretty that's funny. funny. I and mean, even why? if you read it and you don't understand, it's just like, okay, the joke's just going to go over your head. Well, you know gonna what I mean? dr- are you going to turn around? Like, are you going to take <laughs> yeah. a U-turn and hit somebody behind you trying to refigure it out? I'm like, no, you're not. I feel like there's never been an instance that this no. happened. Does the, article, does the article ever talk about how the government gathers this data on how distracted drivers are really how distracted these drivers are by spotting these funny signs. See, that's what I wondered as soon as it said it made the claim that uh, people are distracted by it. I said, like, has anyone ever died? Like, I, I really don't. I doubt it, but I, I, I'm not sure if it gets into that. It says <clears throat> another example is don't drive star spangled hammered. From oh, Pennsylvania. Like, it's stupid, <laughs> but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're on the highway. What what better right. do you have to do? You know what I mean? 
says hocus pocus drive with focus from new jersey and hands on the wheel not your meal from arizona <laughs> oh i don't like that one because i, I like to eat while i drive me too nah. i hate that it's illegal in some places maybe all is it states. yeah you probably shouldn't but i mean i've never who doesn't? known if it was illegal in any state i've ever presently been in because i don't care I'll eat i don't care i'm hungry driving. yeah i don't eat while i drive i'm just telling you that right now <laughs> good <laughs> well that's good that's very safe of you riley yeah i'm, I'm very safe Arizona has more than 300 electronic signs above its highways. For the last seven years, the State Department of Transportation has held a contest to find the funniest and most creative messages. Anyone could submit ideas, drawing more than 3,700 entries last year. The winners were seatbelts, always pass a vibe check. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. And I'm just a sign asking drivers to turn... To use turn signals. Okay, that one sucked. Yeah, I know that one's not funny. I almost maybe it maybe right. they should start like a law that instead of just banning funny, well, like they have to be funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be more interesting than you can see how funny people can get. You know, <laughs> I don't know because sometimes not like I would drink and drive, but like when I see the the funny DUI ones, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that makes me like really want to like take this more seriously. <laughs> not like I was going to do that in the first place, but like now I'm definitely not going to drink and drive yeah. because of this funny sign on the road. Makes it feel more like it's a person trying to tell you something instead of yeah the government issuing an order. Yeah. Like if it just says, obey, do not drink and drive. Yeah, it's like no one, now that makes me want to. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> says the humor part of it, we kind of like, said state rep David Cook, a Republican from Globe, told Phoenix, oh, I guess that's Arizona, told Phoenix TV station ABC or CBS 5, I think in Arizona, the majority of us do, if not all of us. He said he didn't understand the fuss. Why are you trying to have the federal government come in and tell us what we can do in our own state? Prime example that the federal government is not focusing on what they need to be. I mean, yeah, that's pretty. That's, that's very actually true. a great point. It's like, you know, the the entire world is in shambles. And they're like, yeah, you guys are being you way be too funny, funny on the highway. Yeah. How dare you? And it's just like, I want to know what Riley is asking. Like, is it true that people are actually dying from this? I doubt it. I doubt it, too. I think it's just a, a way for the government to remove humor from everything. Um, one thing Ian did tell me was that this Wall Street Journal one got into more um, detail about it. So let's see what they say about it. It says it tells us that they have the two years only. And it says, Sam Cole, safety communications manager for Colorado's Department of Transportation, said that when he tells people what he does for work, all they remember are the road signs, which include quips such as one at Halloween, make mummy happy, buckle up. That one's terrible. I don't like that. I mean, it's nice wordplay, but... <laughs> says, oh, you're the VMS guy, they'll tell Cole, referring to the variable message signs, as they are known. I never knew that. Yep. It says the Federal Highway Administration lays out its position in the newest edition of a 1,100-plus page manual. Flipping to page 519 finds guidance stating humorous signs might be understood or understood by only a limited segment of road users. Okay, well, if you don't get the joke, like, it's not going to kill you. That's the thing. It's, like, the only people that aren't going to understand is, like, really, really old people who probably shouldn't be driving. Like, the vibe check thing? Like, old people might be like, what? What does that mean? Am I supposed to stop? Am I supposed to turn around? Are like, oh, just kidding? Oh, crap. I missed the vibe check. I got to go back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No. Well, well, I like, I like, this is, we're like, obviously, like, clearly joking. Like, I don't think that's yeah. the case. They, they'll just be like, what does that mean? And then yeah. they'll stop. So, yeah. I mean, not stop their car, but they'll just be, they'll <laughs> stop thinking about it. But it does look like we actually have a caller in line. So, I'm going to go to Alu here in New Hampshire. Alu, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I am very far behind on Free Talk Live, probably around 34 trillion episodes behind. So um, I know. I um, haven't I'm heard from you in a while. I know because I'm busy with the baby and a million other projects. I'm working on the next book. Yeah, the First Amendment book. It's uh, over 70,000 words already, and it might come out within the next few um, weeks or months. It might be finished, and then I'll review it and edit it one last time. So it might actually be here soon by the spring. Um, it'll awesome. be my longest book, and it'll be hopefully the most comprehensive book on First Amendment violations in the universe. 
But anyway, um, a few comments on the last few shows a while ago. Um, someone mentioned that the um, autopsies a few minutes ago, I think Mickey mentioned, they were talking about autopsies and organs, and they were asking about the brain. The one autopsy I saw in paramedic school was like 10 years ago now. And um, it, it, they do cut out the, everything because she asked if you have to remove okay. the skull. You do have to cut out the brain. What they do is I think everything is they, they take it out of where it is. So they took the brain out of the skull and then slice it up in a thin slices, maybe like a centimeter or two centimeters thick. And then that way they can see all the slices. They can see if there's any, you know, plaque, injury, lesion, whatever, clots. Um, huh. They do the same thing, I think, with, with the heart um, and, and all the other organs. Um, so, so they would have to take it out, and that's uh, probably standard in every autopsy. Um, and then I think Richie Rich, as the contrarian he always has to be, which is fine, he <laughs> yeah. said that he does not want to be an organ donor because he is a crazy conspiracy theorist and believes that if you're an organ donor, people in the hospital or EMS may try less uh, vigorously to resuscitate you because they want to harvest organs. I think that I don't know if that has any validity. It might. I think it's an interesting argument, but I would argue the flip side also might be true in that pretty much the way it works with, with um, like paramedics and, and doctors in the ER is as soon as they find out you're an organ donor, if they look at your, your ID card and everything, I didn't really make it a habit of pulling out wallets and looking at licenses. Um, I was as a paramedic, I kind of have to run the cardiac arrest and stuff. Yeah. Um, some others have seen maybe police do that, maybe some EMTs. Um, I haven't really done that much on cardiac arrest. But at some point, you know, you look at it if you're going to terminate the, the CPR. And, and pretty much what I'm getting at is if they see that you're an organ donor, that would actually make them work harder to save you and harder to keep doing CPR, to keep blood going, to keep you alive. So pretty much what we're talking about is, is even if you're brain dead, Good CPR, ventilations, and all the other stuff they do will keep blood mm. uh, oxygenated and circulated to the organs and keep it alive and the organs in perfect shape with, by doing perfect CPR until you go to a hospital. And it has to be a, a fairly large hospital, um, like not a local community hospital. It would be here. It would be uh, you know Dartmouth or maybe uh, CMC or otherwise MassGen or something in Boston. And then you know they could do the harvesting and they could take the organs. But you have to have perfect CPR. Like in order to keep those those organs perfused, you have to be doing very very good CPR. So people know. I mean I think. I think paramedics and doctors know if they're an organ donor, instead of like most, most cardiac arrest work, like outside of a hospital, like one or 2% will ever come back to life. They're dead. Getting them back to life is very, very difficult. Well, um, you had like, more you wanted to say. You had more you wanted yeah, to get yeah. into that. And that's pretty interesting because I have also had like um, trepidation about being an organ donor. And I have some questions for you coming up if you want to stay on. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. When I was a kid, I wanted to be just like Cal Ripken. It's definitely humbling to know that now people are calling me a hero. Instead of finding the IED with my metal detector, the IED found me first, and that resulted in double above knee amputations. It's hard to describe the feeling of meeting somebody that you've always wanted to be like. There are people now that are looking up to you for their inspiration and to be their role model. Visit SaluteHeroes.org to learn more. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 
800-284-0523.